you're just going through the motions of life, but not fully living, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. It wasn't that long ago that we felt the exact same way. So now we're sharing what worked for us with you. We're so glad you found us. We'll bring you real life stories and tools that have helped us live more positive, intentional, and enlightened lives. Let us help you navigate your journey from where you are now to where you want to be. Pack your bags and let's go. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. We are super excited that you have found us today. Um, listen, if you're a first-time listener, we believe wholeheartedly that you've found us for a reason, and there is something in today's episode for you, I guarantee it. And if you are a returning listener, we love you, we appreciate you, and we are so grateful to have you back. We only ask that if this resonates with you, forward it and share this with someone that you love, that you feel like could get the same information, and, and, and this may help. So we actually have another guest today that I am super secretly excited about, um, and I'm going to give it to Lori to discuss. Yes, and I'm excited too, because I don't, I don't know Karen as well as Tanya does, but we're going to get to know each other today. So Karen Carrington is an award-winning talk show host author, mental health advocate, certified personal development trainer, cosmetologist, as we can see by your beautiful self, and the proud recipient of the Top 100 Black Women to Watch in Canada Award and the Best Canadian Social Media Influencer Award. Her talk show, The Karen Carrington Show, is a safe, judgment-free zone, inspiring viewers to be the best versions of themselves. Her best-selling book, A Fresh Start, allows readers to reflect on their life purpose while encouraging healing and growth despite their fears. Karen Carrington's life mission is to leave the planet a better place than she found it, making sure everyone felt loved. Listen, she's doing it every day. So I do have, to, and when we have a guest on, Karen, I have to explain a little bit about how we know them, especially if we know them like we know you. Um, so I met Karen in Sedona at a Jack Canfield Break the Floor to Success um, seven-day intensive workshop. And it was day, it was the end, I think it was like the last day or the next to the last day. And these workshops, if you've never been, first of all, highly recommend, but it is intensive. And so you are there at eight in the morning and it is five or six at night before he lets you go. And you are exhausted by the time you get back to your room. And then there's homework. And so I remember Lori and I were sharing a room because Lori and I are there together. And I remember, yes. And I remember thinking, okay, I have got to, I've got to get out for a minute and go for a walk. So I grabbed my water and I walked and, and we walked downstairs. It was a big, just beautiful property. And I walked downstairs and it, first of all, it's hot as hell. So it's 117 degrees in, in Arizona. And there is this L-shaped couch. It's, maybe it's actually a U couch sitting outside and there's this beautiful woman on it and she's sitting on one end and she's talking on her phone and I just walk up and I sit down and she gets off the phone and I say hello and she says hello and I swear to you two hours later we are laying head to head 
on these couches and we have told our entire life story to each other. And literally we're probably at this point singing Kubaya and holding hands. Like we have just all of a sudden become best friends. And I come back to the room. I'm like, Lori, I just met somebody. <laughs> and she's like, a man. I'm like, no. <laughs> and it was, it was beautiful. And it literally, it was divine intervention and it was a beautiful friendship from day one. So we are so excited to share you with everybody. Thank you so much for having me and for bringing me back down memory lane. You know, um, Jack's Breakthrough to Success is actually coming up next weekend. So it's like our anniversary, Tanya, of where we met. And bringing me back down that memory, thank you for doing that. Because I do feel like we're all best friends. I do feel such great comfort with you. I love the sense of our friendship, our bonding, and I look forward to today's conversation to continue that exact feeling. Yay. So yes. we are, we're excited to have you. Mm, thanks for yes. having me. Yeah. Let's so do since this. I did not spend two hours on an outdoor couch with you. <laughs> <laughs> I may not know all the life stories that you've told. So for me and for our listeners, we just tell us a little bit about your story. You know, our podcast is really all about um, sharing where we were and how we've improved and grown over time and where we are now, where we're, where we're shooting and striving for. So we'd love to hear about that story from you. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start back with when I was working corporate and I was married, uh, have two boys and, you know, it sounds like that perfect life, a job with benefits and a marriage with security, you know, that sense of stability and unconditional love. And for me, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and I didn't realize that I had it, but I was constantly, even though I was happy, I was constantly worried about things. I was worried to the point that it was affecting the way I was in relationships and in relationships with myself. And it really started to consume my life. And I don't even know what I was worried about. I was just always what ifing, what if, what if? Just having these stories in my head that I would fabricate. What if we lose the house? What if, um, you know, I'm not good enough as a wife? What if I'm, I, I, I look too fat? It was always just this voice in my head that I'm not good enough. And I do believe that that started from childhood where, you know, as a child, I was never told by my upbringing that I was loved or I was enough and not making excuses for my parents. I know, you know, they were doing the best they could with what they knew. But I certainly brought that into my adult life of looking for validation elsewhere. I would look for that in my job, in my relationships, in my marriage. And it just turned into finally seeking help. I knew something wasn't adding up. Always in this anxious state, thinking fast, moving fast, getting a lot of things done, but nothing was getting done. There was always this sense of urgency. And I don't know where that was coming from. Well, you just said it, uh, identifying it, mm. being able to, because how, how long did you live in that space before you were identified it and realized? And, and I think, 
you know, Lori and I have different but similar places where the anxiety and the not enough and the depression mm-hmm. sets in and you live in it and you sit in it for so mm-hmm. long until something, something makes you identify it and start taking action. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was in that for about, I, I trying to think I was diagnosed in 2007 with general anxiety disorder. And I had it since I was a teenager and I didn't get it diagnosed to 2007. And it's when I realized that I just couldn't emotionally or mentally or physically function. I didn't know what was wrong, but I knew something wasn't right. And you're right. Sometimes we just sit in there, but it's when you hit rock bottom and you can't go down any further to the point where I'm crying incessantly and having thoughts of not wanting to live anymore. That's when I knew something was wrong. I never, you know, stayed in those thoughts, but even if it crosses your mind for just a second, you know, something isn't right. Well, and to, and to hear that and then to see how far you've come, I think, and, and to see just the blessing and the positivity, the, just the ray of sunshine that you are now, because that is so different. Those are two different people. Um, we'd love to hear how you got there. Like, so you get this diagnosis and then, and then what? And then what? Good question. Then what? Then then my marriage broke. It's when I realized that, and I take ownership for, for the things, you know, but when my marriage and I had, I, I got divorced and I was really on my own to figure things out is when I realized things have to change. When I'm on my own, you see what I'm saying? And so I really started to get into the word of God. And I would start doing personal development training, just like we were talking about with Jack Canfield. And I would start getting myself out there with other women's groups and, you know, meetups. That's when things started to change. So yes, to answer the question, it's when I got divorced in 2012 is when you would think that's where everything went downhill. But for me, that's when everything, it wasn't a breakdown. My divorce was a breakthrough. Yeah. And when I'm forced to do something on my own, and for many women, that's when I, I, I found myself, when I was on my own. And yes, I was stumbling on rocks and I was scaling walls and trying to navigate new spaces. And as scary as that is, it's also refreshing to make mistakes on your own, on your own terms. Well, and to, I think similar for me is, is when I think that divorce was a catalyst to, mm-hmm. you know, I was doing the work about a year and a half, two years before. And I think that I was doing the work, but they were still on plateau. Like I still was at this place where I could only get so far and I was, I was just stuck. And I, and I was continuing to do some daily work, but I just could not get over the hump. And I realized that honestly, it, it was the marriage and everything that was attached to that marriage that, mm-hmm. that was holding me back. Um, it required so much of me, so much of my time, energy, effort, but it was giving nothing in return. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, that, that that's when I could say was kind of the catalyst for me as well. 
Yeah, that's what we have in common. I remember on that comfy couch. That's <laughs> yes. We talk about so you, that a lot. Yeah. You talked about um ingesting things, um, God's word, personal development, but what actual actions did you take? Because we know that knowledge is power. However, you have to put knowledge in action for things to actually change. Yeah, that's so true because sometimes you can get addicted to learning, Lori, but then you don't implement, yeah. right? And you're just ingesting and not taking action. So for me, the taking action was realizing, having the discernment to know what's for me and what I need to release that no longer serves me. And I think for me, one of the biggest action was stepping out in my purpose and realizing Yes, I work corporate, but realizing I have a lot to offer the world. And that's where the Karen Carrington show was birthed. You know, my life is a show. Yes, it is. It is a show, <laughs> you know. I, and so when I just took that action and got the studio and started to realize that my story needed to be heard along with other people's stories, it's from the show that launched back in 2017. That's where things, that action I took really catapulted where I am today. That's really put me on the big screen and put me in the forefront and realizing that when I started to share my story, I realized I wasn't alone. I used to hide my story in shame. But when I wrote my book, A Fresh Start, and when I started my show and realized the more I was vulnerable and the more I was authentic and the more I was relatable, that's where the healing was starting, not only for the people listening, but for myself. Mm -hmm. I wasn't living in shame anymore. I'm going to tell my story. My name is Karen Carrington. I was hurt. I've been traumatized. I've been betrayed, but I understand I have to do the work. And here I am. I'm showing up. Here's my story. Who's going to ride along with me? And I've been doing that since 2017. And here we are. And I'll tell you, I mean, I have, ah, watch your show. Um, and I know you took a little hiatus for COVID, but, but you, you've said it's, it's coming back. And, and there has been several times when, and it's a, a live show too. Right. It was fun. And I remember like you talking and having a guest on and, and the things you guys were talking about. And I thought, Oh my God, like me too, me too. Mm. It was so relatable. And, and I remember typing in the chat, like asking, asking one of the guests a question. And, and I thought, and, and of course you were like, oh my God, it's Tanya from South Carolina. And, <laughs> and I thought, oh God. But but I, I I will say that, you know, what you do, you put it out. Um, even during that, that one episode, I remember mm. like vividly, it was so honest and it was mm. so uh, just it was, it, I felt like everybody could probably go me too. Um, and so I think what you're doing and what you're putting out is, is really something and content and information that everybody, yes. um, you do a lot of relationship, um, yes. conversations. And I, so I would love for you to talk a little bit about that too. I mean, because I, I think that we can have all these tools in our toolbox, right. But, and all the things we do to work on us, but, in the grand scheme of things, we are also in relationships with people outside of us. And so you are really great about helping people understand how to connect and to be in relationships with other people once they're in a good one with themselves. Mm -hmm. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about just how you talk about being in relationships with other people and any advice you have to give on that. 
Yeah, that's a great question. You know, um, when I talk about relationships, I usually talk about the things that we don't feel comfortable talking about in relationships. And that is the pain after when they're over, like, where are you in your relationship with yourself? And thank you for bringing, uh, shedding light on those episodes where we were talking about other people. And you're right. A lot of the episodes are relatable. Like you said, you could relate. I could relate to them too. Like I've been in these situations too. You know, there's some things that I've never really shared before because my show is about the platform for other people, but I too have gone through hurt. There are some things that I've never shared because I'm thinking, oh my God, what are people going to think? They're going to think that I can't hold down a relationship. But you know, that's what I love about your podcast is you could say anything here. And I'm more than happy to share some of the things that I went through and that I did feel a bit, you know, there was shame around that where I was in a relationship um, where I thought, Tanya, Lori, I thought he was the one. I was certain he was the one. And I was willing to put everything aside that I have built. I have so much success around me. And I was willing to put that aside to start this relationship because I told myself I deserve love. I deserve happiness. I work so hard as an independent woman. It's my time to just relax and just be. And I'm telling you, I believed every word this man said. And even if there was a red flag, as red as the blouse I'm wearing today and as red as the lipstick I have on, my heart didn't want to see it. Mm -hmm. And I remember feeling when we were planning to go forward in a committed relationship, I was even, you know, dreaming of spending the rest of my life with him. This has never happened to me before, but I just never heard from that person again. And every fiber in my being thought, oh, he got an accident somewhere. I'm sure he'll text or his phone's dying. I'm sure it's going to get back on soon. Or I'm sure I ah, forgot to message. I said that to myself for weeks, weeks. And finally, I had to come to the realization, Karen, it's gone. It's gone. It's over. And then I got to the realization, I don't think anything ever started. Mm. What's over? This imaginary thing that you had in your head that you wanted to believe? And so I played with this tug of war of, forgiving myself and giving myself grace. And I should have seen the signs and why didn't I see it? And I was so hard on myself. And then I had to come to the realization that when people ghost, it's not about you. It really is about them. And I really just had to forgive and let go. And not only that person, but forgive myself. It's okay to fall in love and want to be in love. I stopped beating myself up. We do that a lot. Yes. Well, and, and first of all, thank you for sharing that because I know how vulnerable that is for you. And I also know the conversation that you and I had um, not too, too far back about this exact topic. And um, I got to say that the way you handled it 
was with grace, but also with a vulnerability. And you had not, we had talked about, you had never really been that vulnerable in any other relationship. And so, you know, I think the question that we talked about that night on the phone was, um, what lesson, what lesson mm. is this for me? And, and, and what do I need to learn? Because you, you finally released yourself mm. to rely on somebody else. And it, and it just completely went away. And, you know, I think as we talked that night, I could hear the hurt. Mm. Um, but I could also, I could hear the love, like, you know, there's just this thing in you. And, and I know we call it survivors. We're survivors, mm -hmm. right? But there is this thing in you that is, and the more I get to know you, the more I see it. It's just, it's more than a survivor, right? It is, it is so bright and is so light and airy and people when they come in contact with you, but we do that for other people. And sometimes we forget to do it to ourselves. And it's that giving yourself love and giving yourself grace and forgiving yourself. And I think we talked about that that night is just, wow, how vulnerable you were. And you can't not do that again. Like you can't just because of the hurt, you, you can't put it back up. Yeah. And I remember the funniest thing ever, Lori, what I said to Tanya that night is first of all, Tanya is one of my, my, my safe places where I go. She's my safe place. And Lori, I told her the story and I said, I gave this guy two weeks. She went, two weeks? I want to give it two days, girl. Like, <laughs> and when she said the two days, I felt like, oh my gosh, like, did I give too long? I love the way like Tanya was just, no, that's way too long. That's way too. But what Tanya didn't do was she didn't judge me. If I needed the two weeks, she gave me that two weeks. She would have done two days and what I love about that conversation is that I highly suggest that when you're in those places is to call a friend I knew that I can call a friend that I could trust and I knew that when I called someone and this is for anyone listening advice to call someone that you feel safe with that won't judge and won't only cheerlead you on like oh yeah leave him Baba. tell you the truth like she would have told me maybe, hey, maybe you're misunderstanding. Maybe like she would have given me that, that truth that I needed to hear. And so for all those who are listening, that best moment in that was reaching out and having the courage to tell someone and someone that I felt safe with. I really highly recommend that we're in these stories because we want to hold them in shame and we think we're the only one going through it. And that's what I love about these kind of conversations that we're having is that there's someone out there going through that as well. I really thought, girl, I thought I was the only one on the planet that got ghosted. I thought it was just. <laughs> it's not. And I love that y'all's conversation was really came back to what was the lesson, because I think all of us that have grown over time and gone through these journeys of self-improvement and growth, we can look back and go, our old self wouldn't even tried to look for the lesson. <laughs> we Ooh. would have hung out there Ooh. in that misery and that struggle for as long as it took because we weren't um, aware enough to know that, wait a minute, there's a blessing in every situation. And mm -hmm. so what is the blessing here? What is my lesson here? And y'all rattled off three or four that you got from that experience. And was it painful? Absolutely. You can hear it in your voice when you're talking about it. 
but how resilient are you that you can now talk about it and share your strength with others that are going through it? Because just like you, other people feel like nobody else has experienced this. Is I'm I'm a little unique starfish over here that like <laughs> you know, special that nobody nobody else has ever experienced this. But I think that's the power of storytelling is that mm. you may not be the only person, and maybe somebody's hearing your story today that they go, "Oh wait, Karen went through that and." I hear the strength in her voice and I hear that, yes, she opened herself up and she was vulnerable, but she's still loving. Like she's still Mm -hmm. out there putting herself out there and being vulnerable, even though it hurt her in the past. And so kudos, like kudos to you for um, being aware enough to do that because not everybody could. Thanks for saying that because sometimes I was even thinking like, well, if you were ghosted, maybe there's a reason why. Maybe there's something wrong with you. Why he left? That's the voices I was saying. If you tell people, then something's wrong with you. Or how come you couldn't see the signs and you must be really out of touch and really blind and really naive. And so that was that old self again. It did come back Mm -hmm. of not being good enough. You're not smart enough. There was times where you know, the old me, I would have gotten a plane and try to find him and try to convince and, you know, and so I do admit it was hard because there's no closure. When you're ghosted, you, there's no closure. It is like grieving someone who's still alive. Mm-hmm. That is so painful when you don't have the answers. And sometimes we think closure is talking it out. You hash it out okay, you did this, I did this, okay, I'm sorry. You could have closure without getting the apology from the person. That was a lesson for me is how do I get closure without ever hearing back from this person? And for me, it was going by the water and writing a letter and releasing and forgiving and putting all my feelings in that letter and releasing it into the water. And that was my closure for me. Closure doesn't have to come from both sides. I, I love that. that. I mean, listen, yeah. I mean, what what a great way and, and, and a way that is so not easy because writing that letter is not easy, but anybody can do it, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I've heard of someone has said to me before that they wrote a letter and they burned it. Um, so, so whether your element is water or fire, um, right. So sitting and getting it out. And a lot of times with writing it really, and truly, it's like, you're getting it out of your body, your mind, you're putting it on paper and being able to, what a, that's amazing. And, and if that's one thing our listeners take away is how, how profound it is to write it down and to send it away. However you send it away, putting it in that water and and letting it float away and taking it literally, symbolically, energetically away from you and sending it out with love and light, right? And then then being able to say to yourself, it was your lesson and and you, you forgive yourself and you forgive him and what a great way to get your closure, um, when there's nobody else to help help you get it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you both. I love you both. And even closure in this podcast, you know, that's why I was so excited to come and speak with two beautiful souls in my life 
is I still believe that even when you have closure, healing is not final. It's not linear, right? You know, feelings still come back up, you know? And so when you, every time you tell a story, there's one more step to healing. There's one more step to healing. So you know, when you invited me into your beautiful home, into your podcast, I said, I can't wait to even heal again and again. Healing is fun. You know, <laughs> we hear the word healing and we think it's work and we think of trauma, but healing can be fun. You it know, can. and even this, I mean, how fun is this? And we're talking <laughs> about a really hard topic and we're having a really hard conversation, but, but I think it's in love and it's in mm. light and it's in the the desire to want somebody else to learn from our hardships and our mistake mm-hmm. and 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 our grief and our pain um and so for you to share that and and again the nugget of of writing that letter and sending it away and and mm-hmm. that's how you got your closure that's huge yeah. yeah um so we we love that so okay Tell us how our listeners can find you, get in touch with you. If they want some more Karen Carrington like we do, tell us. <laughs> awesome. Yes. So to find me, go to my website, www.karencarrington.com. Send me a letter. You can reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at the Karen Carrington show. And I just absolutely love hearing thoughts and getting in touch with people. That's where you can find me. And your book, is it available on your website? Yes, it is. My book is called A Fresh Start. It's called A Fresh Start. And it's also, it's available on Amazon. And I talk about all my epic, epic failures in there and how I overcame. And it has 111 positive affirmations in there and has a self-help workbook and a free journal in the back to write out your thoughts. Just like we talked about today so i have a signed copy of this book yes you do <laughs> yes you do and so um, um listen we're just so grateful so grateful for you today and to have you here and to and for you to be vulnerable enough to tell that story that i know you haven't told before um yeah yeah and brave with us well, well thank i have you fallen in me. love with you and yeah. i'm sure our listeners have too so y'all might have to three-way call me next time y'all have <laughs> And no, Lori, no, 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 no. I am flying down yes, to spend time with you. That, I, that would mean the world. Bro, I got over bed, South Carolina, bring it. We'll just both move in with Tanya for a little weekend or something. I've been trying to do that for a couple, I know, right? Yes. So it's just for me to get down there. I would love well, that. Thank you for sharing yourself, your heart, your soul with us today and with our listeners. We um, truly appreciate it. And Um, You just continue to be the love and light that you are to the world because you are making a difference. And even if it's just today in my life, in Tanya's life, you have brightened our world. So thank you so much. Thank you ever so much for having me. Love you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Finding Your Way with Lori and Tanya. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you hadn't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. You can reach us at HigherNavigation.com. That's H-I-G-H-E-R Navigation.com. Thanks for listening.